Bitch, is this the fucking red room? This, I fucking love it oh. so bad. Okay, this gives me bad vibes. What? <laughs> I feel like you're going to pull a big-ass dildo out and just <laughs> ram it up my ass. Surprise, motherfucker. Extra fraud, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. All right, <clears throat> so this will be our first episode with our two mics, right? Yes, it will be. I'm feeling nervous as fuck right now. Why? Why? I don't know. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, I sound like crazy. You sound like you were sucking on ghost dick. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't wrong, though. You ain't wrong, oh, though. shit. Shit, no. Um, no, it's just the allergies. It's really fucking me up, dude. Like the weather changes a bitch. It's all yeah. one hot. It's hot and then it's cold. It keeps going back Make and forth. Fucking if mind. you just fucking just stay on one single fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we feeling right now? Should we do? Let's see. I have a new possessed possessions. Ghost ships. Okay. I have. Mm... Okay, don't judge me. What I have. A random ass episode about Butte, Montana. <laughs> Why? I will get into that. Is it spooky? It's spooky as fuck. Really? That place is very, very haunted, and I had no idea it was so haunted. I didn't even know anything about it until someone mentioned it to me, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna look into that. And then there's like dead baby cemeteries and really hills that you don't roll down you roll up on yeah it's it's crazy you mm. montana is crazy so we have that one okay. we have lizzie borden okay and i actually really want to listen to lizzie borden we can do lizzie borden i'm down i'm down for the clown i'm down with the sickness should we get a drink first yes we need to have a drink all right i'm excited my old sick ass <laughs> okay <clears throat> so what we're gonna do today from my very awesome beer drop it's called winds bearable winds bearable and this one's actually gonna be a sour ale brewed with blackberry and strawberry and it says travels well with birthday cake and ski slope parking lots <laughs> very cute um i love like the okay. little it's just such a cute can it is cute all right you ready I'm ready to pop this sucker open. Are you ready to pop it open? Ready? Bruh. Oh. Did I give you the goosies? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's torty. All right, all right. To Lizzie Borden. To Lizzie Borden. Crazy bitch. Oh, that's delish. It's pretty. Fuck, that's delicious. No? Okay. <clears throat> I re- I like it because when you when you have it in your mouth it's very That's sour. What she said. But as soon as you swallow it, mm. it goes away and it's really fucking smooth. Uh. Really smooth. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Uh, are you ready for our setting of the scene? Let's get. I'm ready. Um, you can't set the scene yet. Why? Oh. Bitch, wow. it's been a while. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? The last episode, you, you were like, um, I said, let's set the scene. You were like, we can't set the scene yet. 
<laughs> oh, my asshole. Wow. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, 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 okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Sarah. And my name is Lindsay. And this is... Go Stony My Ass! A paranormal podcast. <laughs> With two spooky bitches. Spooky bitches! Mm-hmm. Ow, 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 yes. ow. And this week's episode, we are doing Lizzie Borden. I'm excited. I'm kind of really into I'm this. I'm excited. Because, all right, all right, all right. Spoiler alert. She a lesbian. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if she's a lesbian. I wanted but... to watch the Lizzie Borden uh episode on Netflix <clears throat> like a few years back, but I was too oh. scared to watch it by myself. Wait, is that the one with Christina Ricci? Yeah. Bro, she's going She's fine. She's fine. Hell yeah. Fine. Alright, well, I actually watched it. It was a really good. Really? It was really good. It wasn't scary. Oh, what made I thought it, it was going to be scary. What made it scary? What would be scary? Lizzie Borden's not scary. I don't know. This I was don't... also before I started seeing stuff, too. So mm. I was a little scary bitch. Mm. I'm still scary, but, you know. All right. Very true. Yeah. Um, Lindsay walked into my house today. Oh, guys. Tell me y'all would not think that this was a fucking setup. <laughs> okay. I tell her, hey, I'm outside. Okay. And then I come to her front door. I see her door is cracked and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? It's not latched in. So I knock, nobody says anything. So I just push slightly and then the fucking door goes, it fucking opens. And then it's pitch black and I said, oh hell no, you're trying to scare me. And then this bitch walks out of her kitchen or like around her kitchen corner into the door and I'm like, No, you did not say. He said, huh. <laughs> <laughs> When I wasn't was even scary. trying to scare you, I literally was just trying to open the door so you could come in. And I was like trying to open this door so that we can, yeah. Oh my God. Scary bitch. You scary bitch. That was a setup. But that was good. All right. So, Lizzie Borden, let's get this bitch. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, I've seen. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven, he will sink on the gallows. She will spray. Million dollar hit right there. Bitch. Oh, I fucking hate you. Okay. So Lizzie Borden is one of America's most notorious female killers. But was she even the killer? This week's episode, Lindsay and I are diving into the deadly murders of Lizzie Borden and the spirits that still linger at her family home. Lindsay! (laughs) You didn't scare me. Bitch, you're fucking... Yeah, you did. I jumped. I may have jumped a little bit. Yeah, you did. Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Andrew Borden Mm -hmm. was born on July 19th, 1860 in Fall River, Massachusetts to a Sarah Anthony and a Andrew Jackson Borden. Why was her middle name? Okay. Her dad's name is Andrew, so he put his middle name as her. Well, his name is her middle name. Okay. It's fucking weird. It's already some incest thing here. I'm already feeling it. Like, that's weird. Maybe. So Lizzie experienced trauma 
at a young age, beginning with her mother, Sarah, who died soon after her birth. Three years later, Andrew married a Abby Dur Durfee Gray. So growing up, Lizzie and her sister Emma didn't have a great relationship with their stepmother. Uh, they wouldn't call her anything but Mrs. Borden and showed great disdain towards her. They actually thought that she was just a fucking gold digger and that she was just trying to get her father's money because her father was loaded. Dang. We'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> her father, Andrew, was a very successful man. Mm -hmm. He started off his career as an undertaker, but began to buy properties and soon went into banking and textile mills. He became a bank president and a director of textile mills. So in simple terms, the Bordens were fucking loaded and yeah. they had a shit ton of money. Uh, Andrew was said to have est had an estimated worth of $30,000, which in like in 2019, it would be $8.5 million he was worth. Damn. <clears throat> but that wasn't counting his real estate. Yeah. So he was really loaded. <clears throat> so as rich as they were, they lived in a small and shabby looking house away, away from where all the other rich uh, white people of their days were living. Mm -hmm. uh, Lizzie in her younger years was a normal girl for her time. She attended the Morgan Street School until she graduated. Uh, Lizzie was very active in their church and would teach Sunday school and serve as a secretary at the local Christian Endeavor Society. She was in the mix of it. Yeah. She was in the middle. She was doing everything and anything at that point. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> at some point, and only due to conflict, Andrew gifted Emmy and Lizzie, Emmy, Emma and Lizzie a rent house that was once his old family house. Lizzie also received a nice, small weekly income. So they definitely didn't see any hard times. Yeah. And all seemed pretty perfect with the Borden family. But they had a family argument in July of 1892, which prompted both of the sisters to take extended quote-unquote vacations in New Bedford. So after they returned to Fall River a week before the murders, Lizzie chose to stay in a local roaming, rooming house for four days before returning to her family residence. So... Lizzie came back, but Emma didn't. Yeah. Emma stayed with her friends. Lizzie came back, but she stayed away from the family for a little bit longer. Yeah. So um, in early August of that year, Andrew and Abby were struck with vomiting, and Abby confided into a friend that she suspected poison. Poison by Lizzie. The fuck? <clears throat> that she just suspected it. Okay. She wasn't too sure. So tension had been growing within the family in the months before the murders, especially over Andrew's gifts of real estate to some members of Abby's family. After their stepmother's sister received a house, the Borden sisters had demanded and received a rental property, the home that they had lived in until their mother died. They had purchased that from their father for a dollar, mm. and then a few weeks before the murders, they sold the property back to their father for $5,000, which in 2019 would be $142,000. Damn. So, yeah. So the night before the murders, the brother of Lizzie and Emma's deceased mother, John Morse, visited and stayed for a few days to discuss business matters with Andrew, which some people have speculated that their conversation was about property transfer, um, money, all that shit, you know, boring shit, whatever, and that it may have aggregated an already tense situation. So... <clears throat> what is it what do they always say whenever you're in a family situation you never talk about money religion politics mm -hmm. right yeah but yeah so they they talked about that so according to various accounts Liz lizzie was mentally disturbed 
and a bad kleptomaniac. It's a kleptomaniac. Kleptomaniac? What is that? I don't know. It's like someone who steals a lot. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Local shopkeepers keepers would find missing items after her visit, and would send the bill would send the bill to her father, who would just in turn pay it. But after Abby's jewelry box was found rifled through, Andrew put a lock on their door, and all that led up to one important day that would change the family's entire lives. She killed all of them. Mm. My fair part. My fair part. Oh my god. <clears throat> so, the murders. So John Morse arrived in the evening of August 3rd and slept in the guest room that night. After breakfast the next morning of August 4th, at which Andrew, Abby, and Lizzie, and the Morse, and the Borden's maid, which her name is Bridget, or they mm-hmm. call her Maggie, they were present. So Andrew and Morse sit in the sitting room where they chatted for nearly an hour. Morse then left at around 8.48 a.m. to buy a pair of oxen and visit his niece in Fall River planning to return to the boarded home for lunch at noon. Andrew left for his morning walk sometime after 9 a.m. Although the cleaning of the guest room was one of Lizzie's and Emma's regular chores, Abby went upstairs and sometime between 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. to make a bed. According to the forensic investigation, Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. She was first struck on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut her just above the ear causing her to turn and fall face down on the floor, creating contusions on her nose and her forehead. Her killer then struck her multiple times, delivering 17 more different hits to the back of her head, killing her. So when Andrew returned at around 10.30 a.m., his key failed to open the door, so he knocked for attention. Maggie went to unlock the door, finding it jammed. She uttered an expletive, probably like, fuck, shit. Mm-hmm. And she would let her later testify that she heard Lizzie laughing immediately after this. She did not see Lizzie, but stated that the laughter was coming from the top of the stairs. This was considered significant as Abby was already dead by this time. And her body would have been very vis- visible to anyone on the home's second floor. Lizzie later denied being upstairs and testified that her father had asked her where Abby was and she had replied that a messenger had delivered Abby a summons to visit a sick friend. Lizzie stated that she had then removed Andrew's boots and helped him into his slippers before he lay down on the sofa for a nap. An anomaly contradicted by the crime scene photos which show Andrew wearing boots. So she's saying she put him down and put his slippers on him, but yet when they took pictures of this crime scene, he had his boots on. <clears throat> so then she informed Maggie of a different different a department store sale and permitted her to go, but Maggie felt unwell and went to take a nap in her bedroom instead. Maggie testified that she was in her third floor room, resting from cleaning windows, when just before 11.10 a.m. she heard Lizzie call from downstairs, Maggie, come quick, father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Andrew was slumped on the couch in the downstairs sitting room, struck 10 or 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon. One of his eyeballs had been split cleanly in two, suggesting that he had been asleep when he he was attacked. Yeah. His still-bleeding wound suggested a very recent attack. Wow. Dr. Bowen, the family's physician, arrived from his home across the street to determine that both victims had died. Detectives estimated his death had occurred at approximately 11 a.m. What do you think? Dude, that's okay. sus. Sus as fuck, sus. bro. 
All right. <clears throat> Investigation and trial. Mm, mm, mm. It's giving me chills to think about this. Uh. So Lizzie's initial answers to the police officer's questions were at times strange and very contradictory. She first reported hearing a groan or a scraping noise or a distress call before entering the house. Two hours later, she told police she had heard nothing and entered the house, not realizing that anything was wrong. When asked where her mother was, she recounted Abby receiving a note asking her to visit a sick friend. She also stated that she thought Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. Maggie and a neighbor, Mrs. Churchill, were halfway up the stairs, their eyes level with the floor, when they looked into the guest room and saw Abby laying face down on the floor. Most of the officers who interviewed Borden reported that they disliked her attitude. Some said she was too calm and poised. Despite her quote-unquote attitude mm -hmm. and changing alibis, nobody bothered to look for bloodstains on her. Um, they did search her room. Police yeah. did. Uh, but it wasn't really a search. It was more of like, mm, let's look around. Nothing we see. It's popping out. Okay, good. Um, and then at the trial, they admitted to not doing a proper search because Borden was not feeling well. Really? Okay, bro. But listen, this was like back in the fucking day. Yeah. Like they didn't like, they really didn't give a fuck. I'm pretty sure. Dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much, you know, how things have changed and how thorough they are now with that shit you could so easily get get away with murder damn you can back in the day well yeah back then not now not now not too. now fuck no if i was gonna kill somebody no <laughs> it wouldn't work nah no okay so in the basement police found two hatchets two axes and a hatchet head with a broken handle the hatchet head was suspected of being the murder weapon as the break in the handle appeared fresh and the ash and dust on the head, unlike that on the other bladed tools, appeared to have been deliberately applied to make it look as if it had been in the basement for yeah. some time. But no evidence was removed from the house. No evidence was taken out of the house. They thought they had the murder weapon, but they didn't take it out of the house. Damn. Right? What the fuck is wrong with these guys, dude? What were they thinking? Jesus. So, due to the mysterious illness that had hit the household before the murders, remember Abby said that she thought she got poisoned? Yeah. <clears throat> the family's milk and both Andrew and Abby's stomachs were removed during autopsies. They, they did the autopsies in, in their house. Yeah. Oh, what they the did fuck? the autopsies in their house, in their, in their dining room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so, they were tested for poison, but none was found. But the residents suspected Lizzie of pur purchasing a hydrocyanic, cy I don't know, hydrocyanide, like hydrocyanide, yeah. I guess, acid in a diluted form from the local drugstore. She defended that she inquired about the acid so that she could clean her furs, despite the local medical examiner's testimony that it did not have any antiseptic antiseptic properties yeah. so there's no way she could have used it to clean her furs she was just lying bitch lying bitch <clears throat> so lizzie and emma's friend alice russell decided to stay with them the night following the murders while morse spent the night in the in the attic guest room uh police were stationed around the house on the night of august 4th during which an officer said he had seen borden enter the cellar with russell carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail he said he said he saw both women exit the cellar. 
after which Borden returned alone. Though he was unable to see what she was doing, he stated it appeared she was bent over the sink. The fuck? Seems to me like homegirl is getting rid of some evidence yep. that the police left. Um, on August 6th, police conducted a more thorough search of the house, inspecting the sister's clothing and confiscating the broken-handled hatchet head. That evening, a police officer and the mayor visited the Bordens, and Lizzie was informed that she was a suspect in the murders. The next morning, Alice entered the kitchen to find Lizzie tearing up a dress. Now, why would that bitch be tearing up a dress? For what reason? Evidence all over that shit. So Lizzie explained that she was planning to put it in the fire because it was covered in paint. Mm. Mm. More like blood. More like blood. (laughs) You're guilty, bitch. (laughs) Uh, It was never determined whether it was a dress she had been wearing on the day of the murders, but, I mean, you can put two and two Mm. together. No reason why you're going to be throwing that dress in the fire. She's got paint on it. Wow. So Lizzie appeared at the inquest hearing on August 8th. Um, let me tell you what an inquest is. Mm-hmm. An inquest hearing is a hearing for the purpose of determining determining the amount of damages due on a claim. At an inquest, only the plaintiff, plaintiff is present because the defendant has failed to answer or appear in the action. At the inquest, the plaintiff must prove allegations made in the complaint to the satisfaction of the judge. Basically, that really did not... Dumb it down at all, did it? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm gonna try to dumb this down as best I can. Okay, you show up there at an inquest because the defendant. <laughs> defendant? Wait. Uh, bitch, do you not even know? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Hold on. <laughs> Dumbed down. <clears throat> Inquest dumbed down. No. Nope. Uh, definition for dummies. <laughs> oh, here. Inquest definition. Simple. Uh, okay. <laughs> a judicial or official inquiry, especially before a jury, to determine the cause of a violent or unexpected death. Okay. A coroner's inquest. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense? Gotcha. I got it. Gotcha. I got it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Lizzie had been prescribed uh, regular doses of morphine to calm her nerves, which some might might say that that was the reason why she was acting like a fucking lunatic right now. Her behavior was erratic during during this inquest. She often refused to answer a question, even if the question was like beneficial to her like her answer would have been beneficial to her yeah she often contradicted herself and provided alternating accounts of the morning in question such as saying she was in the kitchen reading a magazine when her father arrived home then saying she was in the dining room doing some ironing and then she said she was coming down the stairs she also said she removed her father's boots and put slippers on him but like i said before he had boots on yeah so that didn't make any sense uh, the district attorney was very aggressive and very confrontational. So on August 11th, Borden was served with a warrant of arrest and jailed. <clears throat> so although the town's social elite supported Lizzie during the trial, they cooled to her after the acquittal. Lizzie remained in Fall River, but she and Emma bought a new and bigger home in the elite part of town that she called Maplecroft. And she began calling herself Lizbeth instead of Lizzie. She dropped her club and charity work and began attending theater performances in Boston. 
She and Emma had a falling out in 1904 or 1905, I don't don't know, possibly over Emma's displeasure at Lizzie's friends from the theater crowd. So she was hanging around with the wrong people. Getting into that lesbianism. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So both Lizzie and Emma took in many pets and left part of their real estates to the Animal Rescue League. That's so lesbian. Tell me. Tell me that's not gay. No, that's not gay. That's gay. That's a little fruity. <laughs> uh, at the time of her death, Lizzie was a very wealthy woman. Yeah. Her estate was worth approximately 250000 which is the equivalent of about $7 million in 2019 dollars. Oh, shit. Mama had it going. Sheesh. Hey, I get, I might look mm-hmm. over that little hatchet thing. I don't give a fuck. Bitch. <laughs> if mama got that cash. All right. <laughs> Wow, gold digger. Uh, bitch, I okay. <laughs> trying to live a life of comfort. <laughs> so at the oh age of 66, God. Lizzie Borden died of pneumonia in Fall River, Massachusetts on and then on June What? <laughs> Nothing. What? <laughs> what you just said was fucking funny. Oh. Alright, so yeah, she died uh, at the age of 66 on June 1st, 1927. And her legend as an accused murderer was still very strong at that time. Her sister Emma died a few days later at her home in New Market, New Hampshire. Stop making that face. It's delicious. They were both buried next to their father and stepmother. Oh! No, they didn't. That's real fucked up. Dude. Mm, 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 mm. Wait, I never told you if she was found guilty or not. You did not. She was found guilty. I mean, not guilty. She was arrested. She, she was, was arrested. arrested they but... took her to trial. A lot of people were like totally for her. They didn't believe that she took her parents' life. Yeah, I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So she was, it was determined as not guilty. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. The home in which the murders took, murders took place opened as a bed and breakfast in 1992. So here's a little bit of why did she do it or... Why do people think she did it? Yeah. Uh, here's a couple of impossible hypotheses about whether or not Lizzie Borden did hack her parents to death, which include she was criminally insane with a dual personality like Jacqueline Hyde. She was irresponsible and ill and hysteric in the Victorian sense. Yeah. She was a free spirit who was oppressed by Victorian values. She adored, adored her father who infant, infant, infantilized infantilized like babied her okay and one day she snapped she was physically abused by her father and stepmother she was a victim of incest okay so let's hone in on the victim of incest thing so some people say that Uh lizzie and her father had a little bit of a something going on really yeah and that at some point like her sister got jealous Something like Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah. I should, I should have, I should have looked that up. But yeah, that was been one of them. Um, okay, so another one is she was angry because she missed exercising the social standing she felt she deserved. Her father killed her stepmother, and then Lizzie killed him because of it. Um, somebody else did it, a stranger or a rejected suitor or her uncle or the maid. Uh, her stepmother broke up Lizzie's relationship with a lover. She was vol- involved in a lesbian affair with the maid, and the parents found out. <laughs> Which, dude, I no, this is 
true though. People think that. That's not me, bitch. That's not just me. Okay. <laughs> we want to go in deep on that one That's though. Funny. <laughs> um, so she was in love with her sister's suitor, or it was because of the money. So it this, probably was because of the money. Probably. I think out of the most out of all of them, I think that would be the most understandable. Yeah. Mm. So this mystery author by the name of Ed McBain in his nineteen eighty four novel Lizzie suggests that Borden committed the murders after being caught in a lesbian affair with Maggie. Dude, I'm here for this fucking... For that twist. I want that fanfic, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, McBain elaborated on his speculation in a 1999 interview, speculating that Abby had caught Lizzie and Maggie together and had reacted with horror and disgust, and that Lizzie had killed Abby with a candlestick. When Andrew returned, she had confessed to him, but killed him in a rage with a hatchet when he reacted exactly as Abby did. McBain further speculates that that Maggie disposed of the hatchet somewhere afterwards. In her later years, Borden was rumored to be a lesbian, but there was no such speculation about Maggie, who found other employment after the murders and later married a man she met while working as a maid in Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana. Montana. (laughs) (laughs) She died in Butte in 1948, where she allegedly gave a deathbed confession to her sister, stating that she had changed her testimony on the stand to protect Lizzie. <gasps> bro! I'm here for this fucking story, okay. bro. I need this women loving women story. <laughs> WLW. That's a twist right there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That would be some shit. I'm into that. Let's let's uh, hook that sister up. So, sorry. She wasn't, she wasn't not guilty. She was acquitted mm-hmm. at the trial. You know what acquitted what means? What is acquitted? Okay, so basically they felt like <laughs> Google. What's acquitted? <laughs> Google, what's acquitted? Um, it just said free someone from a criminal charge by a verdict of not guilty. Okay. Okay, so, so maybe that maybe so that is. She was just. She was just not guilty. She was yeah. Um, she was still ostracized by Fall River Society. Um, like I said, she was. I mean, kind of people just never forgot. Yeah. And then they thought about it ever since. So, but let's talk about this house that they have. Okay. It's still there. It's still and, furnished. And how long ago was this again? Um, 1989? 1980? 18. Whoa. What was it? 19? I was about to say. 1880s, 1890s. Around that time. Okay. Okay. Um, Damn. Right? And it's still, still there. Okay. I mean, obviously, they've done some work to it. But the people who have the bed, it's a bed and breakfast now. You can stay in it. There's like a couple of rooms or whatever. The people who who have that house now, they furnish it to make it look like the way it was when Lizzie Borden and her family lived there. Really? I have a sofa that looks like the sofa that Andrew Borden died on. What did they have on top of that sofa? A picture of Andrew Borden's dead body. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, like the crime scene photo. They have it framed up and put on the fucking sofa. What the fuck? In the exact same place where it's at. They have Creepy. in. They have it in that guest bedroom where Abby Borden died. Uh, they have on the little nightstand a little picture of mm-hmm. Abby Borden's dead body next to where she was laying on the ground. Oh my Imagine gosh. sleeping in that fucking room, dude. Imagine. Ugh. I wonder if anybody has has reported um, any like hauntings in there. Well, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, 
This house has operated as a bed and breakfast in 19, since 1996 under the, under the ownership of Martha McGinn, who inherited the house. Martha's grandparents purchased the house on August 4th, 1948. According to Martha McGinn, the room where Lizzie's stepmother, Abby Borden, was found murdered is the most requested room of the bedrooms at the bed and breakfast. The Fall River Historical Society promotes the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast as a tourist attraction. Tours of the house often make reference to a possibility of ghostly activity, and in their book, The Ghost Chronicles, self-proclaimed medium Marion Wood and self-proclaimed paranormal scientist Ron Kolick describe experiencing ghostly events in the house. Mm. However, investigator of claims of the paranormal, Joan Nickel, reports that these claims are based upon either unverifiable personal feelings of a ghost presence or the use of a well-known and well-understood techniques like table tapping and Ouija board, and dowsing rods, and, yeah. I mean, you can't really say for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, right? Dude. Would you want to do that? I would want to do that. I, I feel like dowsing rods are very simple, easy ways to communicate, but at the same time, like, it can be so easily yeah, uh, misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Like, you could think that it's a ghost, but it's not. Um. But there has been reported some paranormal events, such as the lights have a mind of their own. They turn off, off and on. The owners would be in a room and in front of them, the wall switch would flick on and flick off. When no one was upstairs on the second and third floors, the McGinns and their staff would hear the doors open and close, followed by footsteps. <clears throat> they were called dowsing rods, right? Dowsing rods, yeah. Dowsing rods. I know those were... Um originally made to find uh well they they were really used to find water back in the day mm-hmm. from the um what is it the electromagnetic emf fields yeah mm-hmm. that's why it's so easy to like not know if like okay maybe my like yeah because you could be in a sensitive area and your shit will just like mm-hmm. yeah yep mm-hmm. okay um shadow people have been seen especially on the staircase going down to the main hallway (laughs) and walking into the other parts of the house. Owners of the home have seen shadow people move around different parts of the house. Sometimes staff and guests can feel someone brush up against them on the stairs and in various parts of the home. A shadow woman who actually looks similar to Lizzie has been seen downstairs in, in the basement by the owners. The fuck? The staff and some guests as well have seen her. There have been disembodied voices. Um, owner Leanne Wilbur, this this new owner, Leanne Wilbur mm-hmm. felt the cold touch of a finger run down her back. When she turned around, no one was visible. All right. So the entity of Mr. Andrew Borden is said to be still pissed off that his life was so brutally taken from him. Um, finding some comfort that the living are bringing things to light, he enjoys watching the activity in the home and has started to answer EVP, EVP questions, electro voice phenomenon questions. Um, but he goes about his business and basically does what he used to do when he was alive. Yeah. Uh, the entity of Miss Borden is said to be in the guest bedroom, which is now called the John Morse room. And an indention of a body on the room's bed was discovered by a staff member like someone had just laid on top of it. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was like one month after they had done renovations and was refinishing the home. Yeah. Wow. So cries can be heard as well. An older woman with gray hair has been seen here. Um, the entity of Lizzie Borden, like I said, she can be found down in the basement. Um, 
probably trying to get rid of all the evidence she had. And their, oh. their maid, Maggie, had a cat. So you can actually hear a disembodied cat's meow. <laughs> That's going to be August when he dies. He's definitely going to come back and meow like that fucking annoying yeah. meow. Uh, they said the cat is really friendly and rubs up against people um, in the second and third bedroom floors. Um, the entity of Maggie can be found. She is still trying to say what happened. That's what they say. And in an EVP recording captured by um, a paranormal investigator, the horrified scream can be heard. Ma'am, come quick. Do you think she wow. found the body of Abby Andrew? Or Abby or Andrew or maybe both? Yeah. Uh, cold spots have been reported in Maggie's room and an apparition of a woman dressed in maid's clothes is seen doing her chores around the house. Mm-hmm. And did Lizzie Borden, she died in the house too as well? No. She had that separate house, Maplecroft. Uh-huh. Um, so she, she never stepped foot back into okay. the house ever again. Oh, okay. But I mean, even if she died, you know, not in the house, she could, her spirit could yeah, go, can roam still and... go, you know, back over there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So there have been two children that have been seen in the living, like seen in the living rooms and stuff like that. Um, they're seen to be playing marbles. I don't know where these kids are coming from. It's kind yeah. of kind of weird, but oh well, that's what they're saying. Uh, photos of misty human forms have been taken in the living room where Andrew Borden was hacked to death. In 2007, a paranormal group member saw with her own eyes the moving of a camera. I guess they had set up a camera and mm-hmm. like she saw the camera moving towards them. Okay. That's weird. I mean, I don't know. Uh, EVPs have been caught, you know, uh, EVPs of Lizzie and then Maggie, like I said. On an episode of Ghost Lab, the investigators got an interesting EVP. Uh, when asked the question, did Lizzie kill you for the money? A male voice answered, you got that right. Fuck. Whoa. Uh, in a YouTube video, what looks like the apparition of Andrew Borden is pointed out in a crime scene photo located on the far left looking at his body. Mm. Damn. So the house was actually listed for sale in 2021 now. So does anybody know if she ever even like got married? Did she have children? Mm-hmm. No? Hmm. She died alone. Remember? Damn. Her and her sister got buried next to her, her mom, her dad and stepmom. Yeah, but I didn't know if like, but if, anybody if, knew. Okay, so but if you... You get married or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to get married. You're going to get buried next to who you marry. Yeah. So I would suggest that she stayed single all her life which means probably lesbian (laughs) i can't think of anything else other than lesbian um okay so um let's do a little bit of a review from a trip advisor because obviously it's a bed and breakfast people have stayed here people have paranormal investigated it i mean you can go and do tours and stuff like that yeah so this person stayed in april 2020 uh april 2010 and this is their stay I love to travel, but I also love investigating the paranormal. I am a paranormal investigator with Eastern Paranormal Research. And this past weekend, I was invited by my girlfriend, Re, who in addition to being in, and they call Eastern Paranormal Research EPR, mm-hmm. EPR is also a member of the Paranormal Research and Investigation Society of Maryland. God damn it. So long. <clears throat> <laughs> to spend the weekend investigating the Lizzie Borden house, which is also a and b we arrived early, and they were still giving a tour of the house, so we waited outside for a while. 
When we were allowed in, it seemed like we had just stepped back in time. The house was decorated with period pieces, old-fashioned wallpaper, pictures of the Borden house in every room, and other paraphernalia on the famous murder case. I was staying in the Andrew Borden room, which is the only room with its own bathroom. All the other rooms share a bathroom. Uh, it's actually a suite, and as a suite, I found it bizarre that the room had only had a double bed in it. There is another room, which is the Abby Borden room. Then there is yet another door in the room, which can be closed, which leads to the back stairwell down to the kitchen, or you can go up to the third floor where there are other rooms. Okay, that's like a servant servant's staircase, mm-hmm. you know, butler staircase, what they would use when they... Like we saw in the, um, in the um, manor. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So that people don't know that you're scurrying around. Yeah. Um, there are no radios or TVs in the house, so if you're planning on watching any anything, you will be disappointed. There's a thermostat on the wall in the parlor and in another room downstairs and radiator, radiators in all the rooms, but during my stay, there is no heat provided. I don't know why. I never asked, but on my first night, I could have really used some heat. <laughs> The room has several windows, and on the night, I actually tried to sleep in the bed. There are lots of traffic, so if you are used to the city noises, this one, I'm sorry, this is a trip advisor. Like, this yeah. is literally them giving their specific feelings on this room. Um, I didn't get any sleep. There is some room upstairs that might be quieter, so if city noise will keep you up, you should ask for one of those. All the rooms are quite quaintly decorated in the period and very well done. I'm sure it wasn't nice. <laughs> it wasn't this nice when the Bordens were still alive. I was told that if you leave money on the dresser, uh, Andrew Borden will leave you alone at night. Ooh. Gross. If you, you sl- be on the fucking dresser. <laughs> if you select this room and would like to be left alone, I suggest you leave money. The beds all seem to be on the hard side, so if you're like me and like really soft beds, staying here will be a challenge. The floors are carpeted and each room is of a different pattern to match the wallpaper and there are extra blankets everywhere. Um, she's saying the water pressure was good. Damn. <laughs> That's where that he would want money. Well, he was already rich. Yeah, he was already rich. So maybe that could uh, go into the theory as if he were really fucking a money-hungry asshole and he treated them horribly. And maybe that's why she did what she did. Well, okay. So we talked about... um, Yes, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, What was I going to say? I have no idea. Bitch. (laughs) I was just going to say something. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely, definitely agree. So, I don't know. I think he was probably money hungry. Treat him like shit. Okay, okay. Well, they they lived in the shabby part of town instead of living with the elitist, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he was a man that was, like, really strict with his money, probably. That's mm-hmm. why he lived the way he lived. That's why he had as much money as he had, because he didn't go around oh, spending yeah. it all. So, I mean, if that was me, that I would do that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't fucking... True. I wouldn't do that. Okay. So, there's a plenty of paranormal activity in house, but that could have been because we were, I'm sure, being a nuisance to the Bordens with all of our equipment and questions. It does have that homey feel to it otherwise, um, but otherwise, Lee, which is the staff, uh, they invite you to roam freely, and if you're looking for room service, modern five-star accommodations is not for you. But if, what if you want experience, then it must have been like to live in 1892, uh, you should come here. And then she said it is haunted, by the way. And where is this at? At the Lizzie Borden house. Where at the? In Fall yeah. Rivers, Massachusetts. Fall River, Massachusetts. All right. And that, oh, my boy. friends, <clears throat> is a Lizzie Borden house. What's what's your take on this? Awesome. What's your question, thoughts, I concerns? I fucking... Okay, there's no doubt about it that she definitely fucking killed 
her family. I feel like she definitely did. Where's the evidence, Lizzie? Bro, they were not thorough enough in their investigation. I, I feel like they could have did a lot more, but it just, it worked in her favor. So, no doubt about it. I think she fucking did it. And I don't I think know. she did it. Uh, the fact, I don't know. I think maybe she, she probably had her reasons. Because she's a lesbian. Probably. Mm-hmm. But. Her dad's probably an asshole. I, that's what I'm I'm thinking. Yep. Just from that one, I mean, from that one um, review, that's what I got. If you leave money on the table, I mean, if you leave money on your, whatever it is, the dresser? On the dresser, yeah. Yeah. That screams greed to me. Greed. He's a greedy son of a bitch. A lot of people said that he was a very um, hard to like man when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people just, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't a happy dude. Yeah. And I think Lizzie and Emma, I think they really lived through something with him. Yeah. Uh, they both lost their mother at a very young age. And then all of a sudden you have this other bitch come up and be like, hey. I'm, I'm doing su- your dad now. Sucking your dad's dick and what? Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think like, I feel bad for them to be honest. Yeah. I feel really, really bad. And, you know, Lizzie Borden, she's not ugly. I want to see a picture of her. I, I got a picture of her. Picture. I got I got crime scene pictures. Oh, bet. Bet. Let's see this. Ooh. In the red room. In the red room. I don't know if you can... Can you see it? Let me put my glasses on. Put your glasses on, Granny. Because I'm a blind bitch. So, here we have Andrew Borden. Okay. Uh, as you can see, those are his boots. Damn, his head. Yes. And this is Abby Borden laying... On her posterior, right? God. Anterior is your butt. Um, yeah. They won't show you really close-ups of that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Oh, look. Another picture of Andrew. Dead. Wow. Let's get a close-up. Yikes. Ew. <laughs> and they still have that picture. And it's just posted right there. Yeah. By this the is Lizzie. Sorry. Look at this lesbian queen. Gay. That's a gay face. I bet she was pretty. I bet she was pretty. I mean... And this is the house. Black and white pictures. People look so serious and... No, she was kind of ugly. No, I I bet she had beautiful eyes. That's the house? That greenhouse? That is the house. Oh, shit. It's beautiful AF, bruh. Look at it. Damn, that's nice. All right. So, I think... I think we're never going to know. The world, yeah. We how will they know? never know. How they know? How will they know? We'll never know. <laughs> no. All right. And uh, that'll be it for this week's episode. Yes, sir. All right, Lindsay. Let's uh, take us out of here. Okay. I'm going to take us out of here. You know what? Bitch, why are you, putting uh, my, are you yeah. opening your phone up, bitch? I'm not opening my phone What are you looking for, bitch? Nothing. I thought. You can find us at our email <laughs> <laughs> at ghost.demyass at gmail.com. And go check us out on Instagram at ghostdema. Ghost. On Instagram. Thank you, Lindsay. Even though you cheated, You're doesn't count. You cheated. You're, I did not cheat. I will never live. You will never live down your aunt fucking just spitting it out like nothing. 
I will never <laughs> let that go. She's a smart woman and she can fucking store Bitch. anything in her memory. You, we literally <laughs> sit here all the time and say the exact same fucking thing all the time. I don't. I just I don't can't fucking remember nonsense. my emails. It's okay. We still love I'm you. Sorry. Anyways, guys, that, that'll be our episode for today. We love oh. you. Take care. And um, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Hello. Hello, Clarice. Oh.